Hey guys, I'm Rodney, and you're welcome to another episode of the Young God Podcast, a podcast for gods. In the last episode, I spoke about personal branding and the amazing power and possibilities that await anyone that approaches it in the right way. In this episode, I'm still on the matter of branding, but with a twist. How to utilize your personal brand in building your own company. This one is for entrepreneurs who want to take it further and build a business brand that is just as dope as their personal brand. Stay tuned. This is a good one. So here we go. If you're like me, you've spent your whole life educating yourself, developing your skills, and you know, gaining the necessary self-knowledge for starting your own business and doing great things in the world. And you've probably failed and failed and succeeded, but most of all, you've learned. You've tried different things to see what fits and what doesn't. You've endured the highs and lows that come with being your own man your own boss. Now, you're ready to start a business. You're ready to bring value to the marketplace. You've done the research, figured out your product, your strengths, the value you bring to the marketplace, and everything else that comes with getting a business off the ground. You've even registered, you know, maybe put together a team. I mean, you're in the game, or so you think. I'm here to tell you that there's one last thing that you will need to figure out to make this all work. This is usually what separates the gods from the mere mortals. And that is the tendency to look at what others have done in your field and try to copy step by step what they have done to emulate their success. The truth is, you can gain some success this way, but it won't go far and it won't last. If you're thinking long-term success, If you're thinking legacy, you're going to have to dig deeper and rely on your own imagination, your own, you know, flair. And this is where brand comes in. Branding is about finding the hidden truth. That one giant opportunity in your industry or the world. It's not about being better than your competitor. It's about being different. Strong brands are unique. They say and do something different from other brands. They have a unique tone, follow a controversial belief, or, or, or see the future through a different lens. And this difference has to come from you as an individual, as the CEO, the founder, the HBIC. You are the X factor in this equation. You are one of a kind. Your combination of traits, emotions, and desires will never be repeated in history. Now, I mean, there are ideas that are unique to you, perspectives only, perspectives only you have, visions only you can see. And you need to bring this to the table. You need to bring all of this into play. But the thing is, this power is accessible only to those who have done the hard work of, of learning, building, and mastering themselves, shutting out the opinions of others, and doing their thing. 
all the best CEOs have this in common. Look at Steve Jobs, for example. Actually, that's a perfect example. The Apple brand is a direct extension of his personal brand. It was made in his image. Years after his death, the link between his brand and the Apple brand has not waned. See Elon Musk. Tesla is an extension of his personal brand. Bill Gates and Microsoft. Even Mark Zuckerberg, who's like the robot of the, <laughs> of the tech industry. He made, he made Facebook in his image. Think Colonel Sanders and KFC. I could go on and on. I'm just here to say that this has been the path of the most powerful people in history. They are inseparable from their business brands. They don't just, um, you know, start a company and let it take on some other life of, of, of its own. It's made according to their values, their, 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 their strengths, and what they feel is unique about them. And that's the challenge. I mean, I mean, all these people that I mentioned, all the, the, the Mark Zuckerbergs and Bill Gates and, you know, Steve Jobs, they are inseparable from their business brands. And this is not an accident. And that's the challenge for every business owner and founder today, figuring out how to build at your own pace, in your own way. Even in politics, American politics specifically, personal branding is in full force. Obama's hope campaign from 2008 was very much in his image, and we all know how successful that was. From the visuals to the message, same goes for Trump's Make America Great Again. The, 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 his campaign branding was inspired by his very personality. It wasn't put together on a whim. It wasn't by mistake. It wasn't just, oh, let's put red and blues and say this and that. It was very well thought out. It was very deliberate. What American politicians have understood is that strong branding makes a lot of difference when running for office. Trump's personal brand is so strong that it trumped actual experience and competence in the form of Hillary Clinton. Her brand is nowhere as strong as Trump's, and that's why she lost. Again, as I said, branding is not about being better than your competition. It's about being different from your competitor. And Trump made that abundantly clear from day one. I am not cut the same as these other politicians. I'm different. I am wealthy, I've made money, and I'll make you guys more money. That was his, basically, I will make America great again. So if your brand is distinct, it will do all the work for you long after you've left the room. Take this podcast, for example. I'll, I'll give a personal story. It was initially, initially called The Creative Habit. Those of you who are core fans will remember. It wasn't that long ago. Maybe, probably like April. That was the last time I, I mentioned that name. But yeah, this podcast was called The Creative Habit. And for nearly a year, I created content under that name. But deep down, I always knew that I wasn't quite there yet. It wasn't fully me. Because I was still figuring out I was still figuring out what I wanted the podcast to be. I spent a lot of time looking at what other podcasters were doing. And that's fine. That's how you learn. But I always felt like at some point I was going to have to, you know, turn inwards and depend on myself going forward. You know, I, I always knew that there was a disconnect that didn't attract the audience I wanted. It wasn't until I took the plunge and spent four weeks rebranding the podcast that I got serious. 
I spent nights brainstorming on the purpose, personality, and position of my podcast, of my podcast brand. I obsessed about, you know, what would make my podcast truly, truly different. Truly in my image. Even now, I haven't yet figured it out completely, but I'm on the right path. I feel it in my guts. Like, you know, all these things, you know, come about with time. But I, I like where we're going, you know. So I came up with a brand strategy that would guide my every move from content to the topics to the guests that I invited on and even the way I promoted the podcast. I knew who I was targeting and I made sure to tailor my message to them. And that is anyone who is working on excellence and committed to being the best version of themselves. This podcast is for you. As I said earlier, a podcast for gods. <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway, so I renamed the podcast to the Young God Podcast, even though some of my close friends discouraged me. Yeah, you know, they, I, 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 I you know, put it out there to some of my friends and asked them, what do you think about this? And they felt it was too risque to call oneself a god, too taboo. You know, it wasn't going to sit well with people who are religiously inclined. And I got that. They were absolutely right. I understood their reservations, but I knew deep down I could pull it off. This is where self-belief comes in. Because I knew I had, I had prepared, I had a strategy, I had done the, the legwork that they're not even aware of. I just wanted to make sure that my assumptions were right. And that is that calling a podcast the young god or calling myself a god was not going to be you know, an easy pill to swallow. So, um, but I just, I just knew that this was going to build on my Young God brand that I didn't know was growing until people started calling me Young God in public. So on Instagram and Twitter, I, I referred to myself as the Young God. And, um, you know, so at first it was just an internet thing, but then eventually... My friends, people who just met me would, you know, call me Young God, just like that. I felt, okay, all right. So there, there, are, there, there are some people who appreciate and understand what I'm trying to do. So that only emboldened my attempt at calling, you know, the podcast what it is now. You know, even, even when they would call me the Young God, I was, I was always embarrassed at first. But now I own it. I am a God after all. So it made sense to me in my heart of hearts that, even though I know most people wouldn't understand and that they would judge me harshly, I knew that if I got my communications right, I would be able to turn even the biggest skeptic into a believer. And that's exactly what I did. Under the new name, new vision, and new personality, my podcast tripled in listens. People were, you know, people who deep down identified as gods themselves subscribed and they shared my content. My engagement soared and reviews came in left, right, and center. You know, I mean, I would, I would have guests on the show who admitted that at first they were put off by the name, but when they got to understand the story behind it, they bought in. Now, more and more people refer to themselves as gods. It's a beautiful thing. And that's what strong brands do. Strong brands, strong brands have the power to resist market forces and stay true to their core identity. But it all started from me knowing who I am and what I stand for, and not settling for what others have done. You see, 
Imitation is flattery. It really is. But there comes a time in every man's education when he arrives at the conviction that imitation is suicide. You know, there comes a time when you must put all that is unique in you into good use. Your individuality is not for show. It's not a gimmick. It's where your power comes from. It is the source of everything that is amazing about you. It is the jet fuel that your personal and business brands need to reach their full potential. But as I said again, it all starts with a personal brand. It all starts with knowing who you are and what you stand for, and then channeling that in everything your business does consistently and competently. There's a caveat though. Don't try to build a personal brand. You know, like don't don't try and orchestrate it. As in, don't let that be the goal. Just do interesting shit and document it. Lose 50 pounds and share how you did it. Travel and share the world through your eyes. Build, build a business and share what you learn. Don't create as in, don't fabricate or like don't, just document the life you're already living. And if you are dope, if you're who you are, if you're true to your individuality, It'll be easy as one, two, three. You don't want to appear to be trying too hard to be something you're not. As I said in the last episode, personal branding should be effortless and fun. But building a business brand, that's where it gets real. And in the next segment, I'll share my, my expert tips on how to get it done. Stay tuned. Hey young gods, some of you know me as the host of this great podcast, but what you may not know is that I'm the founder of a creative agency that develops and manages brands. It's called Avo Creative. We help businesses figure out what makes them unique, what sets them apart in the marketplace, and then we build a brand around that idea. Without a well-defined brand, you're just another business offering the same products and services in a crowded market. We're looking to work with ambitious entrepreneurs who want to take their businesses to the next level. What you're selling is dope. You know it. Your staff knows it. It's about time the world knew it too. Visit avocreativehouse.com to see how we roll. That's avocreativehouse.com. Get in touch and let us help you take things to the next level. Welcome back to the Young God Podcast. I'm still your godly host, Rodney Omokache. In this segment, I'm going to share 12 rules that make for killer brand strategy. If you already have a strategy for your company, use this list to test it. You might also want to take some notes. Most importantly, listen to this with a brand mindset. Okay? All right, here we go. Number one. Strong brands are unique, but finding what makes your brand unique is the hard part. That's where people like me come in. Is your business brand unique? Do you say and do something different from your competition? Don't just aim to be better. It's not enough. Aim to be different and the market will be yours. You will stand out like red ink on white paper. Number two. 
Be specific, both in what you offer and the audience you target. Too often, brands make the mistake of offering everything to everyone. In crowded markets, that won't fly. Focus on your core strengths and promote it to the people that need it the most, that will appreciate it. Find a niche and serve it. Number three, lead with the story, not the product. Because your product or service needs an emotional narrative. Otherwise, there's no reason to really connect with it. There's no reason to not, um, you know, compare it with another um, company that offers the same thing. I've seen tax software, tax software, tax software that, that, that was branded so well, it gave me feels. Can you imagine that? And there's nothing as boring as tax software. So imagine what, you, what, what, what can be done with stuff that is actually interesting. Number four, have a why. We've all probably seen the viral start with why concept by Simon Sinek. It answers the question, why should I care? It's your reason for existing. This will, this, this will seem deceptively simple, but once you get it, once you know your why, you will see branding very differently. Number five, listen well and read between the lines. Because what your consumer says and what they mean are oftentimes two different things. The hidden truth of your brand is usually found in those, you know, unspoken things. For example, your customer might say, I try to cook three times a week. I just don't have time. An amateur will hear, she's busy. Life must be hectic. A professional will hear, cooking is not a priority for her. She's just guilty about how much she eats out. Being able to listen to what is not said can do wonders for marketing and product development. And that's why you need people like me who know how to listen. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> Number six, focus on the benefits, not the features of your product. And with this, you have to use language that describes how the product can solve the problem, how the, how the product can solve your customer's problem and make their lives easier. You see, people might be temporarily wowed by all the features of your product, but what forces a decision is knowing how those features can help them reach their larger goals in life. Number seven, don't define yourself against a competitor. This is a rookie mistake. And you know, you know how they say, don't compare yourself. This applies to businesses as well. In fact, this is an extension of the first point. Don't be better be different. If you say you're better than your competitor, you will always be compared to them. And all your competitor has to do is find a way to be better than you. And they've taken back, they've taken back the market. But if you have a well-defined brand, you will send a signal to everyone that your competitors don't even register on your radar. You're running your race to serve and to meet their needs. You are focusing on yourself. And that's true brand strength. Number eight, place a bet on your future. Because customers and markets are dynamic and ever-changing. Cultures, beliefs, and behaviors are constantly evolving. Your brand strategy needs to look into the future 
And what you see there should be informing your approach today. That's what it means to be ahead of the curve. That's, that's really what innovation is. That's, that's true vision. So you, you got you to gotta position your brand to innovate. Even if all you're selling is shoes or you're selling sandals or socks, whatever it is you're doing, there's always a way that you can be part of the solution for the future. There's always a way to see things that no one else can see and start to move towards that direction. Number nine, take bold risks. I took a bold risk in rebranding and renaming this podcast. It was scary, but it paid off. It made people take notice. Who is that dude that has the audacity to call himself a god? You know, can you imagine that? And I'm sure some of you felt the same way as well. Same applies to your business. You must take bold risks with your company to earn authority and respect. Go where no one else dares to go. Number 10. Create tension. Tension earns attention. <laughs> I think that was not an intentional rhyme, but I hope it sticks. Tension earns attention. Things like being specific, taking bold risks, and betting on the future create tension. They captivate the attention of your core audience so that, so that they can't look away. The tension of how it might turn out. The tension of possibility. The tension of change. The tension of this may or may not work. This tension works wonders for your customers. Trust me. I mean, I know this is almost abstract, but trust me. I've seen this play out a lot of times. Number 11, emphasize with your, I mean, empathize with your customers. Your customer is trying to be the best version of themselves. You must understand that and meet that and meet them on that journey. That's how the best brands uncover insights and ideas that, you know, evolve their strategy. Put yourself in their shoes and you will find the secret sauce. Number 12, the opposite must also be a strategy. This is my favorite because it is so simple yet so easily overlooked. So let's, let's say it like this, right? If you want to test your brand strategy, Ask yourself this simple question. Is the opposite of my strategy also a strategy? The point is this. If the opposite of your core strategy looks stupid, then every competitor is going to have more or less the same exact same strategy as you. For example, saying you're high quality is not a strategy because being low quality is not an option. Nobody's going to brag about being low quality. Think of your competitor. If you want to challenge them, do the opposite of them. If they're red, go with blue. If they're funny, be a bit more serious. If they target old people, target young people. You get the idea? I hope so. And that's the end of my list. That's all I'll share today. I can't give away all my secrets for free, can I? Actually, actually, I can. It's not that deep. Giving away info for free is the least I can do. I mean, it's a pleasure, honestly. I'm just tired of talking. <laughs> anyway, I often tell my clients that brand strategy is like mining. You dig and you dig and you dig until, until you strike gold, until you arrive at the core of your company. And suddenly, a market path is revealed. Challenge yourself 
as a founder, as a CEO, challenge yourself to dig deeper or hire me to come dig for you. I'm really good at it. So I've been told. <laughs> Whatever you do, just go past the obvious. Like there's, there's like your business is so much more than what you think it actually is. If you're willing to go the distance, you know, go past the obvious and discover an approach that excites you as much as it scares you. And is also unique to you. That is A1 brand strategy. Take it from me. On a final note, let me shamelessly plug my company, Evo Creative, which is a brand marketing agency based in Abuja, Nigeria. We build brands and we manage and market them. We are the creative upper class. When it comes to ideas, we are in a different tax bracket. You can check us out on Instagram at Evo Creative House. Oh, and it's Avo, A-V-O. Or visit our website, avocreativehouse.com. If you would like to reach out and make an inquiry, email us at avocreative.ng at gmail.com. Again, it's spelled A-V-O and pronounced Avo. And that is the wrap. I hope you enjoyed this half as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. Go out there and build your personal brands and make it special, make it unique and make it pop. And in the next five years, you have a proper story to tell. Rodney, out. So that's that on branding for this episode. I'm sure it made sense. I'm sure. I trust my work. But anyway, I forgot to mention in the beginning of the episode that I'll be sharing um, voice messages sent in by listeners of the show, fans of the show. Um, And just in case this is your first time listening in, there's a link in the description of this podcast that lets you record a one-minute voice message from anywhere, any device that I can now receive and add to future episodes if I so choose. And that's exactly what these people you're about to listen to did. They had thoughts in general about the podcast uh, or specifically about an episode or a topic and they sent in their their voices and just listen to this amazing uh, message. Sweeter than mother's milk, yo. <laughs> awesome podcast bro thank you so much for making it um so while i understand the perspective or the belief that that purpose is something you find or destiny is something that's predetermined i don't agree with it for me and this is how i've been living my life as long as i I can remember for me purpose is something you define for yourself you define what you want to use your life to do you know you define where you want to be you know it's not something that's set for you and i totally get how people want to be like it's it's something we find 
but I think that therein lies the problem. The belief that it's something you find means you ha- you spend a lot of time looking for it. So your level, like your life is not lived intentionally up to a certain amount. But then if you start from somewhere and define your purpose, like, and that takes a lot of self-awareness. If you define it, then you have a lot of time to be intentional about it. Yeah, so you, you it reduces the amount of time you're going to be intentional about it. But if you define, there's so much more so much more time to say play around for instance there's so much more time to have a strategy to get there so it's not like you're randomly because finding for me the idea of finding is like while it's an intentional thing it's sort of like you're almost randomly stumbling into it but then defining when you define your purpose i believe you have so much more power you have so much more time to manifest and yeah that's that's just how how i how i think about purpose and destiny Okay, so I'm 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 listening to this podcast in batches, and um, this episode I found very very intriguing. I was very happy to hear the clarity of thought that um, Aisha had, and also the fact that despite the fact that she's still on a journey of um, you know working out the various things that she wants to do to promote herself. She's very aware of the things that she wants to achieve, regardless of the situations that might be in front of her. I found that very interesting. There are a lot of things that she mentioned that really hit home for me. And I like the fact that a lot of this was focused on, um, you know, PR and branding and marketing and the need for a creative to look outside of their art and understand that there are a lot more things that can be done to ensure that you put yourself out there in the right way. Thanks, Rodney. This is Ife. If you like this episode, don't forget to subscribe, share, and follow me on IG at The Young God Pod and on Twitter at I Am The Young God. Slide in my DMs anytime, send me a message, comment on my post, and I'll be happy to hear from you. I'll respond and let's build a community of people who are just doing the most, trying to be better, working on excellence, and are just dope, yo. From one go to another, Rodney out.